Welcome to the Push Performance Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 33. I'm, a, I'm really working on my intros. So welcome to the Push Performance Podcast. My name is DJ Edwards. Incredible. Thanks. All right, that's enough of that. You sound more uh, nice than I am. I do? Yeah. Oh, I hate doing that shit. But I want to pass that. I'm good. Today we got um, two, two clowns with us. <laughs> Darren Gillies and uh, Ryan Burr from... Arizona State and oh, Devils. Yeah, best performance. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, welcome, welcome guys. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, man. Ryan Bird might not talk today. We'll get it out of him. He's so nervous. Look at him. Look at him. So nervous. I'm not nervous. I heard you and Ashton had a uh, public speaking class to, together in college. Is that true? We did. It was our first ever college class, if I remember correctly. Yeah. First semester. Yep. That's where it all. All started. Well, it didn't work for you. So. No, obviously. <laughs> I steered started. clear of that. I one. somehow yeah, got sure. a B, but it was harder than it sounded. Really? Yeah. What, what, what covered public speaking? There, I don't know. There were like different topics, and we'd always just talk about I'd be like, I'm Ash and I dance. And he'd be like, I'm Ryan and I play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure the class was sick of our stories. Yeah. Year. We got to know everybody it. really well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you two became good friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at us now. Yeah, look at us now. Now we're all here together. Grown-ups. In, in, a, in a room, being yep. grown-ups, married and shit. Talking to yep. a microphone. Yep. <laughs> how, how, how are you during, like, post-game interviews and stuff? Do you talk do you talk pretty well during that? Uh, or you just not had I always think I sound good, and then I go back and watch the interview, and I'm like, wow, you sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just don't have confidence when it comes to public speaking for some reason. I feel like I always am going to say the wrong thing. Or I know what I want to say, but I can't get it out. It's like your workouts, man. You think you're, you know, you're not doing a good job, but you know, well, you're doing a great job. That's because you tell me I'm not doing a good job. <laughs> that's false. You did a lot of them. I feel like you do something. Post game interview is different because I feel like there's a story of the game that you have to go back and like rely yeah, on. That's true. You know, and just talk and you about just lived it. Topics. You know. Yeah. But podcasts, like you can just go off on a tangent and just. Like Ash, go down, down a rabbit hole somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, talking about talking about what? It's like campfire talk. Yeah, campfire talk. Campfire talk. That's right. Um. Anyways, so Darren, who are you? Who am I? <laughs> um. I was born and raised in Central Coast of California. I moved to Arizona in 2000 and oh gosh, what was it? 2012 to go to ASU. Um. Play baseball there. Played for four years. That's where I met Ryan. We became good friends both pitchers and hung out a lot, spent a lot of time together during those years. So that's kind of who I am. Nice. So you're free agent now? Free agent. Yeah. Spent the last six seasons with the Seattle Mariners. I was drafted by them in 2015 um, out of ASU. And you had an absolutely dominant year this last year. Can we talk about that a little bit? Uh, it was pretty good. It's kind of hard for you to talk yeah, about yourself, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. No, it was pretty good. I mean, last year I came in here during the pandemic. And, you know, put performance definitely saving grace for a lot of us being able to provide us a facility to work out in and get better. And, you know, just worked on a lot of movements, a lot of things I hadn't done in the past. Um, being a senior sign, I just was working out at Mountainside Fitness and some things like that. and just didn't really have the the key to, I guess, some of the knowledge that's in here with the trainers, guys like yourself and Brandon as well, to be able to unlock some of my movement patterns and things like that. And, I mean, I had a healthy year last year and felt great. So, I mean, yeah, it was awesome. 
You uh, you have like a what, one point five whip or something like that. Some absurd. I think it was somewhere in that range. Yeah, I'm not exactly positive. Almost but... double the punchies of innings pitched. Yeah, you're bad. <laughs> one eight ERA. I just looked at your stats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I literally did. Research. Yeah, a little research. <laughs> I mean, that's that's right. your audience. That's I mean, AAA. That's that's elite. You yeah. know. And, yeah, I mean, what you were in the PCL? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's those stats are absurd. Yeah, it was, it was nice to be able to go back there and prove that. I mean, yeah. I had been up there a couple of times in years past and just hadn't had as good a success. Um, my role was a little bit different in the past, and I just I kind of struggled for a couple of years in AAA. So, and because over the course of the rest of the minor leagues, I had some success. So it was nice to go back there this year and be able to prove that I could pitch at that level and what, do those What things. was the biggest difference? Like, what made you what, – what clicked? What, what um, honestly, I mean, a lot of stuff between the years. I mean, just yeah. having the confidence of the – the stuff that I put in the off season here with you guys, you know, being able to know that I worked as hard as I possibly could and was able to just kind of go out there and leave everything else out there and just whatever happened, happened. And when you go out there with that type of confidence and you're kind of fearless a little bit, I know it sounds corny, but it's just true. I mean, you go out there prepared and feel like you're, you've done the work and put the work in and you've gotten better yourself. It just makes it way, way easier to compete that way. For sure. I mean, I'm, in my opinion, I mean, I know the Mariners have told you too, like, any other or even the big leagues, yeah. right? And they're just like they're completely backed up this year. And, yeah, I mean, you. I think a new new change of scenery for you this year is going to be huge, and you'll be able to debut, in my opinion, and just keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I'm excited for it. We'll see what happens. But we had a great year last year. It was fun. Fun group of guys in AAA. We won the championship there, so awesome. that was fun. Just to be able to kind of leave the organization after you know five or six years and be able to look back later on in life and have a ring to show for it and remember that group of guys. So it was a blast. It was yeah. A good season. Heck yeah. All right. Who are you, Ryan? <laughs> um, I'm probably the oldest push performance member that hasn't working out here, right? In the Probably. Phoenix? Yeah, in Phoenix, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I've known you for what seven or eight, eight years, years now? You and Griffin Jacks are about the yeah. same about the same time. Um I mean Gaz obviously is right. the longest, but like in, in Arizona, yeah. You're so I don't know, I feel like I'm kinda of like the OG push guy here. OG. Um we we met when you just had hip surgery. Yeah. Right. Well, I've mm-hmm. worked out with you in Denver before, before that. that. Yeah. yeah. So like right after. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so we re- essentially rehab your hips. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who am I? Well, I'm from Denver. That's obviously how we met each other. Um, played baseball growing up. Obviously met. Island Ranch High School. Island Ranch High School. Yeah. Go Falcons. <laughs> um, have some really good memories of growing up there. You know, a good group of guys that we kind of stuck together and played with through mm-hmm. high school. Um, was fun, you know, going up against, you know, all the other private schools that recruited kids from all over the state. Our group was kind of just a group of neighborhood kids, you know, that just wanted to go out and beat the shit out of everybody. Um, so I think that kind of, that growing up, you know, in that competitive environment, I think really set me up moving forward. Um, you know, obviously playing travel baseball, all through middle school, high school. Um, I think I really kind of age probably 14 or 15, I really kind of decided, um, you know, this is what I wanted to try and pursue. Um, and yeah, I was lucky enough to get drafted out of high school, uh, ended up not signing best decision I ever made, uh, going to Arizona state for three best years of my life. Um, getting to meet guys like Darren, um, 
Just, was, this, was just in your wedding? It was just way. in my wedding. Yeah. Yes. I'm happy I made married. the cut. Yep. Made the cut. <laughs> Two weeks in. She doesn't want to kill me yet. Yeah, so I'm doing well with that. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, had the best best possible time at ASU um, in all aspects, on the field, off the field, you know, in school, meeting great people like Ashton too, you know, just a huge network of good people that we all kind of still, you know, brush shoulders with or see each other out and about, you know, around town. So that's always fun. Um, but yeah, I, I had a great time at ASU. I, I really loved the competitive environment there and, you know, what we were trying to do is win and you know that was something that i obviously enjoyed and uh, we never accomplished our goal of getting to omaha unfortunately so that was like the one thing leaving college i was really not upset about but disappointed about you know never you know having that experience with the guys that in my opinion we had the group that deserved to be there but just didn't win the games at the right time um so leaving asu i uh Leaving ASU, I got drafted by the Diamondbacks in 2015. Um, started with them for, what was that, 15, 16, and then 17, I got traded to the White Sox. Uh, it was probably the best thing that could have happened for me in baseball. Um, at the time, it was a really uh, kind of overwhelming situation, you know, being traded, not really knowing anything about what's happening. You just get a phone call and basically – you're a new team. Yeah, here's a new team. Somebody else is going to call you. Here's a plane ticket. You know, good luck. Thanks for everything. And that's just that's just kind of how it goes. So that really opened up my mind to, you know, the business side of baseball and, you know, how uh, volatile of an environment it can be at times. Um, but, yeah, it was the best thing that could have happened for me. I went over went over there. Um, 2018, I started in AA. Uh, had a really, you know, really good year. And luckily I was – I was able to go up to the big leagues in 2018, make my debut on a not very good big league team. Um, I think we lost 105 games maybe, or actually no, it was a hundred games. We lost a hundred games. Um, so that was kind of a, a different experience, you know, getting up there for the first time and being in not really an environment that was something I was used to, you know, obviously, Showing up, knowing that you're probably going to get your ass beat every day is not a fun environment to be in. A little opposite than this year. Yeah, exactly. And that was that was such such an amazing part about this year is just seeing the guys that, you know, I was in that clubhouse with in 18 that, you know, were feeling the same way that I felt, you know, just losing game after game, you know, to see those guys get a taste of that success. Uh, that, was, that was a really cool part of this year. And obviously we're still hungry for more success, you know, moving forward. But um, – it's just it's been a it's been an up and down career for me. Obviously, I've I've been lucky enough to be in the big leagues now. Um, I don't think people realize how much luck goes into it. Obviously, there's skill and hard work and everything that goes, you know, unsaid. But yeah, I think there's a lot of luck that goes into it. I mean, talking about Darren, like yeah, exactly. There's just there's just situations like that where you get stuck behind somebody or stuck with an organization that just doesn't have a pathway for you to the big leagues, but. That's why I always tell him, I'm like, dude, just, you know, stick it out. At some point, there's going to be a team that is going to give you that chance and, you're going to, you know, take advantage of it. Darren, how do you, how do you, what mindset do you have when you know you're kind of getting fucked? Like, truthfully, like, like what's, yeah, I mean, obviously that's got to suck, right? Like, yeah, you can't it's do honestly it. a tough question to answer because you just, you just have your days, you know, some days yeah. you just, you got to get yourself out of that hole just because you know, during the course of a season that if you start to just 
let self-pity come in and just be like, oh, poor me, then you're going to, I mean, you're going to start getting hit and you're going to start giving up runs and then you're definitely not the guy, you know? So it's like you kind of just try to stay positive. But I think a lot of it, to be honest with you, has to do with like the culture in a clubhouse too. I mean, there this year I, I always tell people that I've talked to about this season that the group of guys in AAA this year was just an awesome group of dudes. I mean, we had tons of guys. Obviously, we won the championship. So we had a lot of guys up there that – in AAA that probably deserved to be in the big leagues, at least for, you know, parts of the season. And, I mean, we had guys hitting 400 with 20-plus home runs that are just stuck. You know? PCL and, numbers, though, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, we had a great time as a group. I mean, we had guys – we had Justin Grimm, who won a World Series. So we had anybody from veteran guys like that all the way down to guys like myself who have never been to the big leagues. And we just collectively kind of – we were just like, all right, we're going to be stuck here. Might as well win. And so – be honest, when we started winning in Tacoma, we weren't even really trying to. Guys were just showing up trying to get better, and we just started stringing together W's, and guys were doing their jobs. And so, I mean, I think that definitely helps when you're in a season and it's a long year, and, you know, you can easily get in that rut of just like, man, it's never going to happen, or, man, I'm not the guy, and you kind of just feel sorry for yourself. Um, you just kind of try to find a way to distract yourself, I guess, and just know that there is other people watching. Where luckily, at that level, there's – Asia teams and all that kind of stuff. So you just, you know, that every time you go out there and take the field, you have an opportunity to, you know, hopefully have it work out later on in life or, or you know, be able to make some money at another place. So. Yeah, you're playing, not just playing for the Bureau Org, you're playing for exactly. all the other orgs plus international yeah. teams and, exactly. and all that. And a lot of people see, like, studs going over international now, exactly. you know, and just like it's, it's good money over there. really good money. It's take care of you, too. You're... From the United States, and you go over there, they'll they'll do everything for you. Though. Yeah, it's, they love you over there. That's something that would interest you, interest you is going over overseas. Oh, for sure, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I mean, anything right now. I think that just obviously my dreams of playing the big leagues, definitely. Yeah. Um, but just kind of what opportunities come up, and right now, I mean, at my age, as it starts to get a little bit older and move towards, you know, starting a family and things like that, and just progressing in life is just. I mean, it's about making some money as well. I mean, we, we love to play this game, but it becomes a job at some point. Mm -hmm. so, so if going overseas makes sense financially, it makes sense for my situation. I definitely be open to something like that. Percent. There's so many good options going forward. You know, and yeah. same with you, Ryan. Like, 100%. who knows where you're going to be? And where are you at with your contract, by the way? How many more years until Arb? <laughs> Arb, I think, is I'm eligible after this year. After this year. If I have enough service days, yeah, that's what. When you see you guys know, go over you know there, the teams. Too. Sorry, no, no, you're good. You see guys go over there too and have you know pitch for one or two years in Japan or something, and then they all of a sudden they come back and they sign like a multi-year deal. I mean, I'll talk about ASU guys, Merrill Kelly yeah. goes over there, but was stuck with the Rays and didn't have an opportunity, and then goes over to I don't know. Did you go to the KBO? Or did you go to I can't KBO? remember where. Yeah, I think it was Korea. He went over there for a couple of years, and then the Diamondbacks came back and gave him like a five-year deal, and he's, he's sitting pretty right now. That's awesome. So, I mean, that you just never know. That's one thing we we talked in the podcast before is just like how big of a business baseball is. People yeah. don't realize that. Like, you kind of get just kind of stuck, right? Or like your guys' the White Sox bullpen is nasty. Mm -hmm. Right, and yeah. you guys from top to bottom, that whole staff is like that's why you guys won this year. Right, you know, and like you're lucky enough to penetrate that 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 rotation, you know, and it's it, it, like you said, it's so much luck into it. You know? it does not matter, and that's what we try to tell these kids out here is you're working your ass off, but you look around, you're not the best player in the gym, let alone you're not the best player in the Anywhere. nation, let alone the state, let alone the city, let alone the facility you're in. 
You know what I mean? Well, that's the baseball's exploded, in my opinion, when it comes to, like, I don't know, I'd say 10, 15 years ago, there you had 15, 20, like, powerhouse baseball schools. And now you look every, you know, every small conference that has, you know, a team like, I don't know, Long Beach State or Carolina or something like that, you know, where they're 15 years ago, it wasn't like that. The best guys always ended up at you know, the ASUs, the Miami's, LSU's, LSU's yes. stuff like that. But now you're getting guys getting drafted out of you know, not only that lower-level D1 schools, but JUCO guys, D2 guys. Um, yeah, there's just there's a lot more competition than there used to be, in my opinion. I mean, you talk about the average fastball just jumping. I'd say the average fastball for like college now has got to be at least like 91, 92. Yeah. Like back when we were in college, like obviously everybody's throwing low nineties, but you look at guys in JUCO now sitting ninety five, ninety seven. Go up the street to Central Arizona, who just waxed ASU mm-hmm. two games, yeah, you know, a couple weeks ago. It's yep. like, I mean, in my yeah, in my honest opinion, that dudes. player development a little bit is it ties in with I mean the very people that we're sitting talking to right now, with guys like yourselves, you know, yeah. I mean, my trainers. It's like. You can take a kid that's raw and natural on the field in high school and, yeah, LSU sees him play, and it's like, all right, we're going to go sign him to a four-year school. But you guys get kids in here, and I'm sure, and, and other places and stuff that, like, come in, and it's just you're, you're a quote-unquote nobody out of high school, but you start moving the right way, and you start learning out what you're deficient at, and you start getting these assessments that people like you guys have, you know, spent a lot of time and, and knowledge going into, and you start working with the kid, and all of a sudden you unlock something, and that kid goes from throwing 86 to 95, and now he's a first-rounder, yeah, and everybody's yeah. like, where the hell did this kid yeah. come from? That's happening. So, I mean, well, the player in Colorado, that's happened yeah. a lot, right? A yeah. lot of our Colorado guys. The strength training yeah. and the player development side of stuff is, you know, I, I especially think in, like, the strength side of things and the movement has helped baseball players a ton. Yeah, we, we, used, we maybe had, my senior year of high school, we maybe had, Six guys out of the state go Division One. Seven it's guys. Still a lot for like back in the day, right? right. But I mean, I mean now, I now there's today, like, but, like 40, 50 every, every year. Yeah, mm-hmm. top yeah. fifty players in the state are all going to Division One schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, also at the same time, they're chasing that, right? They're right. chasing the clout for that, and you know, like it, we had a couple kids. <laughs> exactly, right? We had a couple kids in here had a, you know, they were working. They took a gap year. They wanted to go to. A big D1 school or whatever, and they're good. Like, one kid throws, like, 95, 96, and he goes, you know what? I'm going to go this D2 ball out, and they had more draft picks and half the D1s, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to go do my job at this D2 and play pro ball. That just goes back to everybody's route to yep. the big leagues. It's different. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, how many Juco guys have you played with this year? In AAA? No, just, no, just in the big leagues. How in many the big leagues? Oh, there's at least five. Five on every team, yeah. right? People don't realize that. Mm-hmm. There's guys from everywhere. I mean, How many Juco guys did you play with? A handful. I mean, yeah. you, you put together like a trip. I, mean, I don't know about a big league clubhouse, but you put together a triple A clubhouse that I have experience in. And it's like guys are from all walks of it. You know, you got Juco guys in there. You got undrafted free agents. You got big D1 names that you remember watching or, you know, seeing on TV, all that kind of stuff. So it's just like it's a mix all mm-hmm. around the board. It's, it's, it's insane. It's, it's, I mean, it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Like when I was at Lamar Community College back in my day, <laughs> we uh we played New Mexico State, New Mexico, and Air Force, and we just rolled them. Really? Yes. We we're freshmen and sophomore, mm-hmm. and then they obviously were regular teams, D one teams, yeah. and we just <laughs> go out there and beat the crap out of them. 
You know, like what the so hell? That would be so fun as a JUCO team to show oh, up in like JUCO. I would never take away yeah. my experience I had. Brandon, same thing. Mm -hmm. Never take away my experience I had at a junior college. Mm -hmm. I mean, no. no, you just need to go where you're going to play and get better. Yeah. I mean, that's the the biggest. Yeah, like, the thing, relationships you know? too, right? Yeah, that too. Like, you know, find where you're going to be the most comfortable and the best fit for you, and where you're going to get better as a, a player and an individual person. You know, exactly. Now you grow up too. Like, mm -hmm. your freshman year here in, in big city in Tempe. Right? How how immature were you guys? Very immature. I know the answer for Ryan. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know? It took me a while to grow up. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. To each their own. There's a lot of distractions, own. that's for sure. I mean, but on that note of like the JUCO stuff, I mean, I learned a lot about myself after getting released during the pandemic. You know, it's like I got released by the Mariners and then I went and played independent ball. And it wasn't like a typical independent ball. It was really the only thing that was going on. Um, but still, I mean, having to bite that bullet and be like, I always kind of told myself when I got drafted, I was like, oh, man, I'm never going to play independent ball. And I still think that speaking about my year last year, like I think a lot of that had to do with my experience that I had in independent ball. I mean, you're showing up to the field and there's no air conditioning down there and you know, you're not allowed to use all your stuff in the lockers. You have to pack your bag every single day. I mean, the guys that I was down there with, like, we were going through it just to play. And I was doing that just because I'm like, hey, man, I think I got some more left in the tank. Like, I want to take what we did in here and go yep. down there and pitch and try this thing out. And then I obviously ended up getting re-signed and then having the best year of my pro career. And it's like, I don't think that's a coincidence. You know, it's like it kind of rebrands your love for the game a little bit. I mean, I was out there solely competing, basically, not basically, I was paying to be out there. You know, it's like the conditions aren't ideal. And it's just like, hey, I want, I want to go get this one, one last kind of chance, basically. And you just learn a lot about yourself through those situations. And I have similar conversations with guys that have JUCO experiences mm -hmm. that are in pro baseball. You know, they don't take a day for granted on the baseball no. field. And sometimes when you're out of high school and you go to a big school like ASU and you show up day one and there's stacks of Nike stuff or Adidas stuff in your locker and just everything's kind of thrown at you, you know, it's like you start to – not everybody, but I know that I went through it sometimes where you start to just take stuff for granted a little bit. Like you just show up there and think that each step's going to get nicer and nicer and more money or more better food and nicer places. And it's oh, like yeah. some of these Juco guys are down there, you know, grinding, knowing that like, hey, I'm going to get drafted. And so, I mean, once you get to a pro field, it's everybody for themselves. Well, yeah, once literally I, I tell kids all the time, all the time, like you go to the SEC, Pac-12, ACC, Big 12, or wherever, you know, bigger power five school, you're more likely you go to pro ball's demotion of what you're used to. 100%. Right? Yeah, we went facilities to, to gear oh, yeah. to the number of fans to, you know, support of the fans. I mean, there's there's some places if you play in travel, AAA travel. Are, you're like, there shouldn't be a triple A team here. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's yeah. bad. And don't get us started on like the minor league food and oh, all yeah. that kind of stuff, obviously. Yeah. I mean, ASU, you should have seen that stuff, man. We're staying in nice hotels. We have, you know, meal times when we show up there and it's like just buffet style and all this kind of stuff. I mean, looking back on it now, I know that I can't speak for him, but when I was there, it just became regular to me. And then you go to Pro Bowl and it's like you show up your first your, your we your box lunch, box lunch Yeah, you show up your first day in short season and there's a loaf of bread and some peanut butter and jelly, you know, and a couple bananas. You're fighting guys for a banana. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there wasn't even enough bananas for guys on the team. And then you're sitting there looking at each other coming from some of these places. And you can easily look around the room and tell where you know where guys came yeah. from. Because some guys are unbothered by it, and other guys are like looking Shell at the table going like, Well, oh, this is what we got. The other guys are like, Oh sweet, we got 
got some good you got food. Food. <laughs> yeah. you know and those are the guys that are scratching and clawing so it's just it's different to be able to continue at that, at that point too right you see that on the table you want to like you have to want to be there for sure right it's not i mean you want to you want to play baseball for sure it's not it'll like, weed out the guys that don't quit exactly and darren and i know plenty of guys that in all likelihood probably had more talent than either of us but the desire and you know the fire just was never they'd say that that it was there but it was you could tell i mean yeah, yeah. this shit takes sacrifices you know yeah I mean, that's something I've grown with you, right? It's like I've seen your obsession to get better, right? We've been through, and that's we've been through a lot that's, together. That's grown. That's what, that's what like, I was going to say. I mean, I remember, you know, coming out of college, I thought I was, you know, hot shit, new kid on the block, throwing hard, you know. I'm the big bad closer, and then I get to, you know, low A, and I get my doors blown off a little bit, and I'm just, like, struggling for the first time in my life. And I was like, you know what, like, Maybe I'm not that good. Maybe this. Maybe that. And then I realized it's just because I wasn't, I wasn't working hard anymore. Yeah, you know, I thought I was there. I thought everything was just kind of going to be, not handed to me, but I knew that I was going to have an easier route than most guys because I had the pedigree and at the time I had the tools. And then you know when you stop working hard, you start getting hurt. You start. That's about the time I met you, actually. Yeah, right. Yep. Really messing nice. around off field. You know, yeah. focusing on the wrong stuff. And then, you know, that yeah, that's exactly what happened. My desire to get better was really what drove me, you know, from 2017 on, basically. Yeah. And you see it more and more, like, you walk into the big league clubhouse, especially mm-hmm. one that I'm in, and I look around me, and I'm just like, I don't belong here. And the only way I, I am going to belong here is if I outwork these guys that are 10 times better than I am. You know what I mean? You got you, you to gotta work harder or else you're not going to. I mean, it's easy to say, hard to do because it's a, that's exactly what it is. It's hard work, and everybody, everybody says they work hard, though. Yeah, but right? I mean, you think you're working hard until you show up and see some of these monsters. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even here, you walk in the gym, and you're like, "Jeez, it's huge!" You know, this guy's moving all that weight. You look at Brock Selvage. It's like, yeah, kids, 19 years old, coming for everybody's spot in here, throwing. 96 dollar bullpens this you know early in the year like exactly. just getting better like what the fuck's going on exactly you know? <laughs> and that's the thing too it's like i've looked at my career in two parts you know making it to the big leagues and then the second half has been trying to stay in the big leagues yeah and like two totally different things like i said there's so much luck involved with getting to the big leagues obviously you got to be good you got to be talented this and that right but place right time right place right time staying in the big leagues is it's about putting in the work and doing it every day. Like, I watched Liam Hendricks this year, and it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. I mean, you're not going to love this, but he doesn't work out. But oh, I talked to him at your wedding. He told me. Yeah. Full disclosure. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, he told me he eats, was it ice cream or froyo? Dude. I'm not throwing you on the bus, bus, Liam, but. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. He's ice cream on every road trip every night. Exactly. Like, but, but this dude is the most meticulous worker when it comes to preparation like pre-game stuff pre pre-outing stuff his throwing program every day he's throwing it you know foul pole to foul pole on a line like if he makes a bad throw he's yelling fuck and like god damn it like if he makes a bad pitch on the mound he's he's fucking upset not because you know well he is upset himself because he didn't execute and he expects excellence from himself yeah so being surrounded by a guy like that all the time and like just watching even in just his catch play, it's just like 
man, I, I can't I can't be fucking around during my cash play or else I'm I'm not gonna be here anymore. Yeah. I mean, just it takes a different level of commitment and focus at that level, and it's it's really cool to be around a bunch of guys that exude that and you know guys that I can learn from. That's such a I mean key thing you said too is because I remember probably three or four years ago I asked you texted you I asked you a couple of questions and mm-hmm. one question one one of the things you said was like I have to take my catch play serious like that's my job mm-hmm. right you see how many how many times have you seen guys roll out there just fuck around playing catch yeah. not I mean, working on stuff that's the easy thing to do that's what it goes back to is yes the hard choices you know, it's easy things. to sit there and just fuck around and flip the ball for 10 minutes but mm-hmm. those 10 minutes of you throwing as a pitcher that's what you're doing. Arguably the most ten, important 10 minutes of the day. So you're getting paid for it. Yeah. Literally, right? Hopefully getting paid for and it. And I, I didn't learn that until, you know, probably a couple of years into college. Yeah. I mean, what what's your what's your approach on catch play, Darren? Do you what are your goals? Like right now you're learning a new pitch, right? Yeah. So like are you working on that? Like are you I talked to Webby when Webby was on, he's like, Yeah, I'm like why would I be throwing four seams when I throw a two seam pitcher? Why would I throw four seams during catch play? It's something yeah. that simple. Yeah. Right. So like, no, I mean, there's always something to get better on. And I mean, I think that I've in the past couple of years, especially last season, actually went to, you know, went to work with like knowing my arsenal a little bit better. And in years past, my stuff was good and I was just kind of throwing the ball at home plate with no real plan, which sounds crazy because you're a professional pitcher, right? <laughs> it's like, wait, how are you doing that? But it's easy to just, be able to just go out there for me i'm a guy that's always like i run on adrenaline it's just fight mode all the time like every time i go take the baseball i feel like i'm about to get in a fist fight and then once that thing's over with i'm done it's just high energy type of like you know competing mode for me and there's other guys that are more cerebral and sit back and think about the game and like all right strategy all that kind of stuff that's not me it's like catcher put down a sign and i'm gonna throw the thing as hard as i can and so this past year for me to learn like okay like what how do my pitches move when do i need to throw them reading swings a little bit, things like that, taking a little bit more ownership in my career in terms of the catch play and bullpens of knowing myself as a pitcher better. It just, it was a weapon for me to be able to go and use during during games to be able to be confident in those things and know myself a little bit more and not just be on attack mode all the time, if that makes sense. But as, I mean, piggybacking on what Ryan was saying, it's like the hard work thing is just like, it's at our level once you get in pro baseball, I mean, you should start before that, but it's just, it's a requirement. And it's like, it's all, it's different for everybody. Like you guys were just talking about, you know, it's like some guys work harder than others in the weight room, but then you look at a guy like Hendricks and it's like, okay, well, you outwork him in this training program. And it's just like, you just never know what that vice is for some guys. Some guys it's diet, you know, some guys are naturally gifted as an athlete. They're strong. And all they have to do is work harder than you and, and their diet. And they're eating better, they're eating cleaner, and they're more consistent throughout a minor league season. And they may be healthier than you, and so you get beat. You can work as hard as you want in the gym, all that kind of stuff. And you slip up in one little category, and you break down, and another guy doesn't. Well, now he's, he's taking food off your table. So it's like, Literally. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just, I mean, the hard work thing is just crazy because, like Ryan said, playing with so many different guys, you see their different – routines and kind of what they go through and throughout the course of the season and you know there's guys in there even hitters wise and pitchers that they just take their work differently I guess um some guys are weight room guys some guys are you know hitting all the time or really working on throwing program or pitch design with all this analytics stuff too it's just it's crazy there's always these vices these ways to get better and guys take advantage of them in different ways so I mean you just really got to you really just got to figure out what works best for you and stick to it. 
I think I think that's what's cool about this place is like bringing up that pitcher breakfast we're having, right? This is something that we want to get you guys together for and just learn. Like, how much do you guys learn every time you're in here? Right? A bunch. A bunch. Stuff, you learn new stuff every single season. Just every day, right? You're right here. You're talking to, you know, guys that are younger than you, older than you, like guys that have been there, guys that haven't been there. Once you can take the ego out of it and just yeah. realize, like, everybody's here to get better and everybody has something to bring to the table. You know, maybe it works for you, maybe it doesn't, but – I love, I love, like, yeah, walking around Webby, Darren, Tyler. I mean, the list goes on. Just good guys that have experience and, you know, make, they might have a key for me that's going to unlock something that's going to, you know, get me to the next hole. And maybe something I tell them is, you know, going to help them. So that's, that's such an awesome part about being here. 100%. And I think that just having the opportunity to learn, like you said, putting the ego away is the number one thing. Like there's so many, ego gets in the way from greatness too. Absolutely. You know, and that's. I mean, and we all have them and yep. that's, that's going to be part of it. But, you know, just being able to talk to somebody, I think is a big, yeah. a big like, thing. Before, you know, like as a coach, I've, I've said this before, like if you guys were out, like if you wanted to do like your extra arm, arm farm you do, I'm like, hey, what the fuck are you doing, Ryan? You know, remember that? <laughs> yep. Now it's like, hey, you, you got to let it eat. Like, oh, let's go. You know, we got to have fun. Like, if you need, feel like you need it, like, you need it. Or if, like, you see, like, another facility talking shit about us, like, I'd want to jump down their throat. Right? Like, 100%. now it's like, dude, you're not even wasting, I'm not even worth my time, yeah. first of all. Right? But second of all, it's like, why even interact with these people? You um, know? Or, like, putting my ego away to, because that takes time away from you guys. Just like, look at the list of the guys that are here. I mean, everybody's track record shows for, shows for themselves, speaks for themselves. I mean. Good stuff happens to good people, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, we had a guy sign a hundred and ten million dollar contract. That's yeah, pretty. That's pretty dope. I mean, you go from that, but then you go from guy like Darren who didn't yeah. have a job, and you that's what give I mean. him another opportunity. Yeah. You know, yeah. we had eighteen free agents last year, or sixteen, or however many. All of them. All of them signed. Sixteen. Every yeah. single one of them signed. See, yeah, I don't think you could go anywhere else. No. Yeah. That. We don't feel like we have as many free agents this year. We have you. That's probably a reason. Yeah, uh, damn it. Sorry, Darren. My bad. <laughs> two, uh, two years in a row, bro. <laughs> Sear, Zee, Rhodes, Joey. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of the yeah. Gatto. Yeah. 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 I mean, Sear and Gatto already have like 14 offers each, so that's must be nice. Yeah. 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 Sift through them. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them to send the rest my way. This is my second option. <laughs> They're holding up your market, dude. I know. <laughs> but I mean, if, I mean, you probably had a better year than, than them, if not better. You know, like if not yeah, the same. Yeah, like, there's, there's so much weird. goes into it. Now. I mean, yeah. yeah, you're fighting the computer. There's so much that goes into it. Now. But <laughs> they just looked how sexy you were, though. Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> is he not the sexiest, sexiest man in the bush? I don't think they hand out baseball jobs for that. Right? <laughs> he gets so like blushy every time we say that, though. <laughs> How many times do you hear that a day in the gym that you're the sexiest man in the bush? You guys say it a lot because you know, <laughs> you know that it makes me embarrassed. <laughs> it's all right, though. It's it's all right. You, should embrace that. you should embrace it. I would embrace that. I would like you. Would you? Walk around without my shirt on all day. Give me your arm, I'll give you my face. <laughs> <laughs> We get a few more years. All right. <laughs> and then we'll swap. He's married. What do you? What do you? You don't need your face. You have beautiful. No, wife. I need my arm. I need my arm. What do I say? What do you need his face for? You have a beautiful wife now. Sure. Still look at the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your guys? What's your favorite story of Darren in college? 
<laughs> I was there when Ryan met his wife. That's that's yeah. a good story. Yeah, yeah we were living together yeah. at that time. I, I remember the story from from the wedding. From the wedding. The best part. Well, the wedding was kind of like a downgraded. Yeah, because to Grand be honest year. with you, and I was laughing about him when I was out there. I told I didn't think he had a chance. Like not a chance. Nobody did. And he just Everybody kept talking to me about it. He's way he kept talking to me about it. He's like, dude, I'm gonna go for the chicks that are uglier. He's like, the bottom of the barrel. Can't stop thinking about it, dude. This girl, I'm like, dude, just forget about it. You don't have a chance. For you met her in the gym, right? She hasn't given you any attention yet. Like. Come on, dude, just move on. And now I look at him now and I laugh about it. I'm like, man, I guessed wrong on that one. <laughs> I guessed wrong. He oh, stayed at it. This is everything, brother. It's the consistency, man. He stayed oh, at man. it. One Did Ryan over. walk up to her and say, hey, I throw 95? No, she walked up to me and so. asked for pitching lessons. Like, <laughs> I like, You're going to be my wife. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, we were working out at the ASU gym. This is pre push Arizona. Yep. Yeah, she was working out there with a soccer friend and I was going there. They weren't they weren't charging us anything to work out of the gym and all that kind of stuff. So I would just I would just head over to ASU and go and work out with our old strength coach there and um, brought him along with me one day and they were in there. So kind of me and the other soccer girl that I had known from the past was just like, all right, like let's try to hook him up a little bit. And at first he was he was all about it and she kinda of was reserved about it a little bit and then his, his good charm took over and months down the road they were together. But for that first month I was like, dude, Man, like you don't have a chance. Love, you're falling in love with a girl, and you have no, no chance with her. No chance. And bless her heart, she came around. <laughs> now she's a lawyer. I mean, yeah. what is, what are you doing, Ryan? She's the best. How did this happen? How did this happen? How did this happen? buy a house. You are a great person. Thanks. Yeah, I try to be. You know, yeah, you said I got things happen to good people. I got to make up for my my past as a young adult. The young adult. I remember Ryan going to ASU and training you at the ASU baseball yeah, field. That's right. Weight room. Yeah. And like just working. J Rob was the mm-hmm. strength mm-hmm. coach, right? Is he still there? Oh, he, no. No. Uh, Ryan's actually the one that got me in here. I yeah. hit him up towards the end of just. <clears throat> I had a I had a bad year in 19 with Seattle, and it was kind of like one of those punchy in the face moments where I was like, all right, like I'm either going to get released here soon or I'm going to get to the big rooms, like one of the two, which sounds crazy, but it's just true. It's like, yep. you know that your time's ticking, right? Yeah. And I mean, going back to earlier in the conversation about just knowing you weren't really doing enough, I just felt like I was like, all right, man, like I've been riding out just my pure talent and I'm not working as hard as I need to be. And so we had plenty of conversations just as friends and, and, uh, you know, he told me about you guys and I was like, well, I've never really taken baseball training super serious. Like I just go into mountainside fitness, do some arms and all that kind of stuff, some push-ups, and, and look, head home. Look at the girls and Looking go home. back on it, I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm there four, for the girls. I'm like four or five years down the road, like, you know, that's probably not the best plan if you're a professional athlete. Yeah. So talk to him and he, I remember he quote, literally verbatim was like, dude, you won't regret it. Like, just go for it. Go in there and, you know get to work and see what happens. And so that's kind of how I ended up here. But I remember when I messaged you guys, it was because yeah. I talked to him the week before. Well, Ryan's been telling me to move here for about six years now. So happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. great decision. I obviously missed the boys in Colorado and yeah. facility in Colorado. You This will probably be your first off season not ever going there. Yeah. I don't know that right? I will be there at all. Because my first one in mm-hmm. seven or eight years, you know. Which sucks because yeah. that new one there is pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty dope. We got a great group of guys there yeah. this year, and I mean, 
Just look at that art. Like, look but at it's it. cool, though, too, because those guys get to work out here like right yeah. for spring training when they're all down yeah. here. Cause that's kind of, kind of the goal. Yeah. You know, like, how many people do we have that go crossover? How many running? guys do you have total that work out with Push? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, truth is that bad that we don't know our own numbers? Well, I mean, it's just cool to, to no, talk that's about good. because I remember bigger. Yeah, right? I remember working out with you at the first gym in, <laughs> yep. in Colorado, and there was like maybe what? 25, 30 guys. Yep. Total. Like with high school and high and yeah. high school and yeah. uh pro guys. Mm -hmm. We have almost it's probably what a hundred now? Close to a hundred pro guys here, I would yeah. say. Yeah, no, it's like yeah. it's hard to tell because it has programs that it adds, but it's like I mean, and each year it's like more pretty wow. like big name dudes are walking in the door too. It's high school yeah. youth, yeah. like word of mouth, people are seeing people that work out here. Probably have like close to four hundred, I yeah, would say. Close to four hundred athletes. Well it's really hard to find places that provide everything, you know, top yeah. to bottom. I mean, you're talking about you know, Brandon over here is making protein shakes, you know? He's pretty dang good at it, too, I tell you. <laughs> he is. They're great. So, I mean, it's like top to bottom. You walk in the door and you can, you can get everything. You know, Ashton's putting on yoga. I mean, you can't find another place around here that's doing stuff like that. Throwing out in the lot and all that kind of stuff. But you get, it's a one-stop shop, which I'm sure is what you envisioned. What we've been what, what your plan was. But, I mean, I think that's why you see the turnout that you do because guys, you know, can come in here and get everything done that they possibly need to. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other good guys in here that are competing against each other. And, I mean, speaking on that, like, just being in a competitive working out environment for me changed my career as well, you know. Like, you go in and work out by yourself and it's just you against your mind. Yeah, and the days it. that you're not feeling right, right is just like, Jeez, all right, you know, I mean, I know me and Brandon have that, that was him today. moments. Yeah. You didn't want to get after it today. To. He told me straight up. He's like, I don't want I don't want to lift today, but yeah. you had a great Still lift. You crushed it today. Uh -huh. I mean Brandon had every one of those times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other day in pull-ups, I only could get four. I was supposed to do six. I'm hanging at the bottom. I'm yelling at him, help me. And he's just <laughs> laughing in the background. I'm like, no, I'm serious. I was like, oh, grab my legs. <laughs> I wouldn't be feel too comfortable being at Mountainside asking, you know, the guy in the cutoff behind me it's all steroid out with a water jug to help I got help you, bro. my legs. Yeah. As Tyler Watson walks in with the cutoff yeah. and a water jug. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I mean, this is such a great environment and just like you guys literally make up that environment, you know? I think obviously we are biased and we think our program's great and you know the results are there and our pitching coaches our throwing coaches are phenomenal and Absolutely. our pts are phenomenal and but when it comes down to it like the people that make the culture are you guys yeah. for sure you know like love it. it's every it's day like, able to come in and have fun and work hard 100%. And i feel like competitive at all at the same time i feel like today was kind of that first day where everybody's just kind of back and you're getting fine to know the newer guys, yeah. right? And yeah. you can kind of like start talking shit a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's. I've been talking so much shit to Logan Allen, man. So <laughs> that kid is an airhead. I love him, but. You won't stop talking sometimes, yeah, no, it's though. hilarious. You gotta get him on the podcast soon. Yeah. But. Yeah. Sign up for like three hours. <laughs> He's got some stuff. He's good, buddy. Great. Yeah. Just meeting great guys like that. Yeah. It's fun when we start throwing too, you know, like competing in bullpen. Oh, it's about to get real, real hot. Live at bats and all that. Everybody's kind of stuff. peeking at the old radar gun. Yeah. No, they try not to. Everybody's peeking. Everybody wants to see what everybody else is throwing. At least. Bird popped at 82 today. Pop the there 82 you go. Today. <laughs> you start. gotta start somewhere. Start we're, 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 we're doing it. 95. <laughs> I swear. We're, we're doing it. 
somewhere. What uh, what's one of your favorite stories about Darren? Could be baseball or not in the uh, ASU. <laughs> Darren's like, please don't throw me. One keep it PG. G. Darren's probably better at telling the story than I am, but it was definitely the time that Darren and I went hunting and hiked in through some of probably the toughest I know story. shit <laughs> that you could possibly go through to get up to this little spot on top of this mountain. What was like a two and a half mile hike felt like a two and a half or 26 mile hike. Yeah. Fucking walking through thorns and trees and my arms are bleeding. I'm just like, what? the hell are we so doing under underprepared no i was well i was over prepared with the first time you were hunting in arizona was yeah. yeah first time i first time That's i ever backpacked in i got fucking like six gallons of water on my back <laughs> carrying two jugs of water we're thinking we're gonna be out there for like a week and the sun the sun's starting to go down and i'm just like about to give up i'm just like dude where the fuck are we going like, <laughs> And I guess what what you what's the famous quote? I was like, what are we? Well, so we're that this, the sun's going down, and we're hiking to this spot. And I'd been into this spot a couple of times, um, and I got in there pretty quick. So I kind of I timed it when we got there. Like, all right, we'll have plenty of time to get there before dark because I didn't want to be hiking in, in, yeah. with a headlamp on and this stuff. So I'm looking at my GPS from where we're supposed to be camped, and I'm like, man. Gotta, the sun's going down like we gotta get there you know and i look back and i've never i've seen i've never seen the face of a more defeated man than <laughs> with ryan at that point he's leaned over a log with two jugs and this huge pack on his back and he's dripping sweat like dripping sweat face about white and i look back and I mean, he's just hanging on this log i'm like come on dude we gotta go like we just this is the last leg like we gotta get up there he's like oh, oh, how much farther and I'm like, point, I turn back and I go 0.6 miles. And he looks up at me and his eyes get huge. Like a raccoon. And he goes, 26 miles? Oh, no, dude. We're not hiking 26 more miles. So I just started laughing at that point, And he is just pissed. We finally get back up there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just me and him that night. And we got all the packs down and camp set up and slept under the stars that night. And we at least made a little campfire and laughed about it. But... Uh, we joke about it all the time now because he thought we had 26 miles left. <laughs> I was like, no, dude, we're, at that point, we wouldn't be there until the next day. <laughs> if that. Where was it? Uh, up in the Mazel Mountains, up kind of by Payson. The okay. best part was yeah. the next morning we woke up and shot shot giant. Like, yeah. 10 minutes into the first morning. Yeah, I shot like, like, and he found it like 10 minutes into the first morning. Made it work, so. We were planned to and be there for hiking out, hiking out was a fucking bitch, too. Yeah, that was some, some steep and nasty Jeez. stuff. That's probably on me for inviting a guy to his first backpacking <laughs> trip out to a place like that. It's uh, from Colorado, man. It's an outdoor, outdoor I state. I yeah. had six gallons of water on me. I don't know if you know how heavy that is. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Four in my pack and one in each hand. <laughs> Have you gone hunting since with him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just not through the- You've invited him back? Oh, yeah. It's impressive. I'm a vibe guy. It's always fun to test him. <laughs> you bo- do you two bow or? Both. Do I? Both? Yeah, yeah, I do both. Yeah. What do you do, right? Drink beer and shoot rifles. <laughs> spot. You spot. Yeah. I found your deer. You shot. <laughs> so, uh, we've we've been through some pretty crazy situations out in the wilderness. Yeah. 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 Some yeah. fun fun stories though. Great stories. Yeah, for sure. Is it 
It has to be pretty fun to work out with guys like your best friends in here and 100%. every day. What are you doing? Trying to break the well. The best yeah, part is, it's like most of our friends are out of baseball now, mm-hmm. so yeah. they're out. They have their own lives, mm-hmm. so you get the same as much. But I know I'm going to see old Duran walk in the door probably around 11. 15, 11, 30. Yeah, I was going to say, we work out together kind of. I'm always later yeah. than he is. Yeah, why are you always later? I'm just yeah, always Why are you always <laughs> late? Bad gene, I don't know. I'm just always late. Yeah? Yeah. My mom was about two hours late for Thanksgiving this uh, this trip around, so I think it just runs in the family. I kind of learned it from here. We're supposed to eat at I mean, there's not really a set time, per se. I mean, it's supposed no. to be, right, Ashton? No, what? There's supposed to be set times for guys. You know. Yeah, yeah. but. It's not a- there's guys that go all over. I know Ryan will be here about 9.45 every day. Pure unless, unless, the, unless you're Star- getting us, unless unless you're getting us coffee. Is, There's yeah. been a couple guys coming in later lately. I feel like yeah. last year it was like 8 a.m. Like guys would be driving yeah. like open the door. Yeah, but, we have. Yeah, we definitely yeah. have our groups where it's like the 9.45 guys, yeah. 10.30 guys, the 11.30 guys, and then Webby comes in around <laughs> two. Just <laughs> yeah. say we always got something to work on. I get the message. I'll work on it. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why you're not signed yet. Yeah, this guy's always late. He won't. He won't. He might what miss. You he might miss. He might miss the ninth. <laughs> but cool. I appreciate you guys coming on today. You got anything else you want to say before? No. I love you. Love you too, bro. Appreciate yeah. you guys. Love you guys. I think it's yeah, Simon wasn't at us. Brandon, you got anything? You didn't, you didn't say. I told. I told you, Brandon wouldn't say much. <laughs> no, I'm once again, sorry, guys. Huh? It's the vibe. He guy. is the vibe guy. Here for the ambiance. Yeah. It made me feel more comfortable being in here. Sure does. I do. Sometimes, sometimes I get real nervous around DJ. Just needed that, that life life hug, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm really intimidating compared to you. You are, man. Get out of here, kid. Me and Brandon are grinding. Yeah, we are. 100 this year plus. You get all the prima donnas like Ryan. I've been, I remember the first, <laughs> first. I remember when Ryan texted me when he got called up. He's like, fuck yeah. Yeah, he called that's me so at about, I don't know. It was, no. like, it was like 2 in the morning my time. I called him and I got traded. Yeah, that's what it was. He was pissed. I was like, dude, it's a good thing. I was like, no, I, it's not. I want to they don't the, love me. I want to play for the Diamondbacks. <laughs> I'm like, I got called at like 5.30 in the morning, half asleep. They tell me whatever, and I'm like, what the hell? So I call my parents, don't answer. Call my agent, doesn't answer. Call some other friends, don't answer. Call Doobie's only wow, so where was I on the list? I thought it was you're right like after five. the parents and the agent. No, you're like four or five, say. <laughs> still up there. Yeah. But yeah, I just needed to talk to somebody. And I answered. You did. 100%. First one to answer. So what did you say to him? He's like, dude, I just got traded. <laughs> and I'm to the like, White Sox. <laughs> I'm like, nice. It's like five in the morning. Kind of like that. <laughs> He's like, no, dude, I just got traded. I'm like, I know, that's good. <laughs> I was freaking out. He goes, no, it's not. It's not good. I want to be a Diamondback. I'm like, well, you're going to be a White Sox instead. So now he's just the best thing ever happened to you. Yeah, then exactly. Did he call you when he got the call up? Yeah, it was late. You guys had a yeah, he got, game that I night. got like a 2.30 yeah. in the morning text. Yeah, it was double really late. Started double late, late night. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Or 10, 10, 10 p.m. Double play, Yeah, 7 seven in a game at 10, 7 in a game at like 11.45. Back-to-back. Why did you guys do that? Because it's the minor leagues and they hate us. I answered then, too. So if you ever have something <laughs> really important to tell somebody, call you. Call you. Answer it. I'm 100% for answering the phone. Really important. Two for two. Mm-hmm. 
All right, I'll remember that, Brandon. Two for two. If you need anything, something, anything important. For some reason, Brandon, you, you go to jail. Call him, not me. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta, you just gotta get one phone call. Call this guy. Yeah, you have one phone call. Yeah. Call Darren. Call Darren. Yeah. Just don't make it be from jail. Because I'll answer and I'll be like, you know what? I can't help you. <laughs> I have no money. I have no job. I can't help you. Why is this lady trying to charge me toll free? Like, what's going on? Hey, <laughs> I don't know her. I can picture it right now, Brandon, calling me. Hey, dude, they told me I got one phone call. And I remember you saying you can answer every time. So here I am. Here's number three, man. What do you got? Uh, all right, guys. Appreciate you all.